and in the Ulam. So um, remind me just the last few minutes of the shear. We had a discussion after the shear about uh, different recipes and challah and stuffing, so I brought some. So we'll discuss the, uh, I mentioned there, it's Tadam L'Hokal for the Mazenis, I will discuss what they are. So uh, yeah, well, we'll get a close-up of the soggy, soggy bread. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, there was a, you know, a lot of people it's were it's offering. A it's a lab assignment. And then there are different ways to skin a cat, but that's a bad expression for this sugya. So especially with what we're going to get to right now. So um, I have a, um interesting set of questions from one of our listeners, Noach Fried, and he actually did a good job in laying out the kashas. I don't know if it was on his mind or representing other people as well, but we're going to end off this uh, discussion about the animal kingdoms and feeding them various things and the mailas we said about the dogs. So going back to our discussion of whether or not it's a great idea what the Ma'alaz Ghassan is of owning a dog without trying to attack the dog owners, and there's no Isser here, so we, we can't be attacking them. So first he wanted to know if uh, people are lonely, uh, would there be more of a tzad? Certainly anybody who's alone, a cat, a dog, whatever makes it happy, is uh, good for the Jews if you figure out the halachic uh, issues of Pesach and feeding them before you eat and all the other things that go along with it. Of course, it doesn't let anybody else off the hook for the chesed we have to do with others or visiting and calling and saying hello just because they have a cat and a dog. So that part is pushing. The other two, the way he wrote it was interesting. Regarding people being afraid of dogs, why is it not their problem? So let me go back to, I'm glad it was asked so I can address it. It's very clear, if you want to know what the proper human emotion, human reaction to anything is, what's ashkafically sound or not, what's acceptable, what's beyond acceptable, what's extreme. So you look in the same chumish, in the same maseria, the same shas and peskim, and then you find out what the range is and where the middle is and what's acceptable and what's normal. And as we have seen in the sugi over the past two weeks, Sav Sefer kept quoting the Kerev L'Yechus what was the tremendous mailas because as is clear from the Pasuk and the Gemaras dogs bark, people get scared not the people who are scared of cats but the expression comes from the cats get scared the humans get scared also and the Chumash says that's perfectly normal that's the norm, that's the benchmark you have some people who are dafka not afraid and okay, that's fine also but the average person gets very nervous when the dogs start barking and carrying on, even though they're acting like dogs. And the Pasuk says that a Kosh engineered Kaviyochol, a special Brocha, Siat that even though they normally bark when the Malchamovas is in town, which is every night, and certainly Leil Malchus Becheris, it scares people, and more they carry on, the more people are scared. It's before they're even advancing and trying to jump on people. Just the barking is scary. And the fact that the Gemar Baba Kama and the Yam Shlomo and the whole sugya that we just covered clearly says the average position of a human being, perfectly normal, is to be scared and therefore you not only have to be careful with your dog and make sure it's chained up, if you take out its teeth that people don't know you did and are still nervous about the dog advancing or the dog being around and the dog jumping on them or the dog barking, that is the perfectly normal reaction. So the answer to the question is, why is it not their problem? Why do we have to curb the dog? The answer is because the terrorist says that's the normal human position. 
Dogs, lions, tigers to a bigger extreme, snakes to an even bigger extreme. That's a different pasuk. That mankind, especially women, but it's talking about mankind, will be especially afraid of snakes, even though I know a snake owner years ago told me, I don't know what people are so scared about. It's just a garden snake and not poisonous or it's not too poisonous. Forget what they said. But I, I lost them after the first sentence, so I wasn't really paying attention. But somebody to try to convince me that it's perfectly harmless and actually is a pretty nice pet, but it looks like a snake and it, it crawls around like a snake. And it, so the, the Torah says early on in Chumash that there's a natural dislike and fear of these things. So that is the fallback position. And I'll get to you in a minute, Yaakov. So his concern was the fear of dog also turns into hatred of dogs, which is not good for anybody's midas. Not necessarily. We don't dislike dogs. Dogs are acting like dogs. You know, lions are acting like lions also. If I want to be Malamitz Chus on snakes, I say they're acting like snakes. But that already, the Chumash says, is their fault because of the original Aveira and they're still paying for it. And that says that in the Pulsig. So I don't know if they actually should like snakes because the Pusik says that really wouldn't be normal. But if you want to know what the normal range of emotions are, you've got to look in Chumash. Like everything else in Armasaira, it's all Beferish. And if it's not so Beferish, you look in the Chuvas and how they touch up the Sugyas, and you get the pretty clear idea. So, and that leads to the next question. If somebody has a fear of dog and requires own at the cage or lock in a room, can this be Tzabah Chaim? The answer is no. Tzabah Chaim is only when all things are equal and you're causing tsar for no good reason. If the human is afraid and it's causing tsar to humans, or it might cause tsar to any human whatsoever, even just a little fear, be a little bent out of shape, then the Gemara says you gotta either get rid of it, either you should have it around, Magadal Kelevra, or put it in a chain where it's very visible and put big signs, don't worry, it's in a chain or a muzzle or whatever the case may be, whatever it is to make human beings feel more comfortable. If there's any shayla between tsar and human beings, there's no contest. That's very clear. It's also very clear that for generations, until very recently, we use fur, and fur is very good for keeping you warm. They've, in the last 30, 40 years, they've come up with synthetic solutions that might be just as warm. Um, Where you grew up, they used fur, hats and everything. Did they have synthetics? It probably wasn't on the market. You probably couldn't find it. Did you ever compare a synthetic to the real thing? I don't have a fur coat. I don't need one. What? No contest. Really? Even with all our great inventions? we didn't have down down uh, but what no still no comparison synthetic is more comfortable and warmer but it doesn't breathe maybe nowadays you know meaning okay so that's a very good point well (laughs) if you can't breathe well we should not be saving the animals to have humans not be able to breathe well if it's a better solution let's say it's much cheaper okay so if it's, it's good we have synthetics because people can't afford fur coats. That's fine. And what I'm saying is if you can come up with this synthetic solution and it's just as good and the humans are not having a lack of comfort or the benefit they used to have, then you're right. Why take fur from animals? That, that would be. But is that the case? And as you've noticed in the past few decades, the fur industry used to be huge. I, Manhattan, they used to have a lot of Yidden were involved in it. And they're going up to Canada. A lot of you didn't made a panos. I, I know people who, until the late 70s, are still making a nice panos from it. And then the 80s, uh, it started really getting politically difficult. And then they used to get, well, it's not accosted in the street. And uh, paint thrown on them. Is that they, somehow all these people forgot about Tsar Balachayim when it comes to human beings. And they're willing to, you know, put detonating things in sequoia trees and for the lumberjacks and all the other horrible things they're doing. You can never, if it's any chash of tsar or damaged human being, there's nothing to discuss, even if you're trying to make a point. And very ironic, I've just happened to 
pointed out that they're passing right now a, uh, they passed it already, that they asked breeding of animals for fur in uh, Poland, of all places. Poland's a great country to really focus on their mida of kindness to animals. It's like so ironic. And they asked exporting kosher meat. And that, that's like a real musser. Like Poland, of all places. Like, you know, all the death camps were there. Yeah. So it happens to be, you want to make a takana that everybody should save money because they're very expensive and make them all synthetic, and as many have done, then fine, that's good for, that might be good for the kehillah, they have to make their own decisions, uh, but there's nothing wrong with it, and if that became a mark of pride, the legend is, it originally started off as another xayra against the Jews to embarrass them, they have to wear squirrels' tails or something like that, and they made it, and Jews and their brilliance and their survival mode, always making it a mark of pride, as we did with barley, as we saw. We took animal food and we made it into the highest form of avoid of eating cholt on, on Shabbos. Well, I wouldn't say the highest form, but certainly a chash of a form. And that's great. And if it became a mark of covered Shabbos and covered yantiv, and then uh, it's fine. Yeah, not, it's not at the expense of killing the animal. That's what I'm saying. That's, you got that straight from the West Coast. Uh, and you probably weren't even in the West Coast in the last few days. But <laughs> there's no expense killing the animal. Animals are here for human beings' use. Right. That is the beginning there. Anybody who says not so is disagreeing with the Chumash. We but call that... Uh, the mentioned that uh, no, I said if all things are equal, if, right. and you can easily get, but I don't wear a strimal. Yes. I don't want to say it's here, but uh, uh, I don't wear a strimal. So I never even examined the difference, but I would imagine somebody might taina that this is a mark of Kavit Shabbos. It became a symbol, and it doesn't make difference how it became. And Lamaisa, it's much nicer or lasts longer. I don't know what the argument's going to be, if there are no arguments. Now, Hanami, yeah, yes, I am asking the wrong person. Uh, but, but the point is, is that killing of an animal is already jading the subject. Killing sounds like you're doing something wrong. Not killing, where being mile the animal to serve its purpose in this world, and that's what we do with meat. And if fur works better and humans are more comfortable, it's fine. If it doesn't, then we talk I shouldn't do it. But that's a leather and shoes and all the same. This needs, even though it's pushing, it needs a little chazar because we keep getting bombarded and it's getting worse and worse every year. So now in Poland, the country leading humanity and never hurting a fly, uh, now ostered. Um, uh, they'd asser the kosher meat in the country also, but they don't want to lose everything so and get completely condemned, so they just asser exporting. But it's all the same, the same with the Brismila and all these enlightened countries. It's all the same thing, and it's getting worse and worse. Yes, Yaakov? In the past hundred years, the whole society has, has, has <coughs> domesticated dogs in particular so that, that many more people that might have been the definition of afraid 500 years or 200 years ago even, you know, nowadays they're, they're walking all over the street. There are some dogs that are that maybe more aggressive, but a lot more people, you would say, Still not the right. The average, you want to know, he's asking a good question. What is the fallback position, and who should, should bow to who? Who should get out of the way? So he's asking, well, if people have this crazy fear, extreme fear, maybe we should go to therapy, and why are we bothering the dogs? The answer is no. You look in the Chumash, you look in the Gemara, you look in the Sugya, the natural fear is to fear something that could bite or bark or things like that, unlike uh, any other animal, and they don't have to change. There's no reason for it. Right. It's second meaning, by the way, they're still scared. They just wouldn't, wouldn't say it. A big German shepherd walking down the street, um, you'd have to be... Domesticated 
dogs are, they're more used to it, but that doesn't, that doesn't change the position, the thing. The fallback position is you're scared. You're saying you can, with enough therapy, enough getting used to something, yeah, what? Well, but that doesn't, there's no reason for it. What for? Well, that's just the nature of the society. Yeah, but what for? We don't have to ban. We're talking about, in from, in from circles, it's not the norm. It's not the norm. I'm not criticizing those who have. They have a reason for it. The kids, uh, they're adults, people lonely. There are all sorts of exceptions. But you can't say it's the norm, and you certainly can't do the Gemara. The Gemara has some very clear things to say about people who are, because they own their dog, they're not trying to hurt people, but if anybody's getting scared, then it's the onus on the owner, not the other way around. And that's crystal clear in the circuit. So I don't, I don't disagree that, yes, the more in society at large you have dogs around, the less people are going to be nervous. There's still people going to be nervous, but uh, they'll be less nervous if you're a little more used to it. But there's, you don't have to go get used to it so the dogs can uh, have more room in the street. There, there's no, there is no such thing. That, that's, the, that's the difference. So all things being equal, you said that the first, synthetic first, so why are we so opposed generally to these synthetic or these man-made meats? No, man-made meats are terribly expensive, and by the time they make that hamburger less than $10,000 a hamburger, um, you're going to be uh, a little older. Uh, so we're not. So with that said, uh, if it was taco just as cheap and just as delicious and just as uh, um, uh, flavorful for some if it had all those things together, that's not happening in our lifetime, despite all the breakthroughs. Uh, although synthetics have done a good job in other areas. Again, if all things are mamish equal, but not coming from a kruma hashkafa that is really makaro bikfira, that they're disagreeing with everything it says in the and the Gemara, like everything else they, uh, they do. And, and we, we still believe in not ruining the earth. This whole sugya, just, just for the record, is about green and protecting the environment and not wasting things. That's the whole sugya here. That's why I'm trying to balance it. That uh, wasting means it's not serving a good human purpose that the Gemara and the Chumash and the Tanakh have no issue with uh, doing because that's what they're created for. And that's dafka good for them. It's an aliyah for them. But if you don't believe in the Shamas, you don't believe in a hierarchy of creation, you don't believe that Hashem set this up for humans, you don't believe that humans are better and that there's an Amenifcher. If you don't believe in any of that, then that's going to run counter to your senses. That's the, that's the difference. And it's important to know such Sashkafa without attacking. You shouldn't, therefore, attack dog owners. You should just explain. If somebody wants to know the position, why are... I can imagine somebody walking to a front community and making a ruckus. Why aren't there more dogs here? Should I have equal rights to dogs? And I want companies hiring dogs. And they should have one dog that's a CFO and one dog that's... A, that's what's going on with uh, some of the other things. That dictating is that why don't we just hire the CFOs based on talent and everything else? That's fine. And whatever color or creed they happen to be, then you should not discriminate against them. You should... Bring them into that office and give them that chance based on their effort and their qualities for the job. In regular times, would anybody have an objection to that? But unfortunately, it's not, and that's called reverse discrimination. If somebody is vying for a job and he's good at it and he's the best candidate, it just happens to be a he, that's a problem. And that's, uh, that's called reverse discrimination, isn't it? It's not, it's not good. So it's not, you have to have a shvil hazav in these things. Um, so, enough said about that, but a very uh, timely issue. Go to your copy. You have now, if you're on Zoom, you have number one in your new set. I believe uh, the shul sent out a new um, link. It's the new year, and Sadiq changes the system for a new slate for Kaparis uh, Avenus, in case we said anything incorrectly or did anything incorrectly. 
he starts again, and not wanting to start with Chukasayim, he starts on Rosh Hashanah, not on January 1st. I assume that was part of the Cheshman as well. So that's a good Cheshman, and we're now at number one. It's an Avne Yeshva, which is two pages. This is uh, for a Pesach Feinhandler, and he has a tshuva, uh, exactly speaking to the second part of our Mangan Avram. Mangan Avram, we saw last week, said, we pass like a funa, you can't feed human food to animals. And then he said, you can't misuse food for detergents and things like that unless there's no other option, and we'll explore now some very fascinating, very practical cases, which he deals with in the tshuva. So on the first page, it has uh, Simon Lama Dalid. And the title, as you see, I didn't know this trick, but I guess the mothers in Klai Yisrael do and the mothers do. If you get indelible ink on your hand, and it's all over your hand, you could take a lemon and get it off. The only problem is a lemon is a food, and it's very lachilas adam, and you're using it for detergent. So does that run counter to the Mughan of Ram? Anybody ever hear of this uh, idea? For pens. You were talking about pens. Pens, ink, ink yeah. markers, and permanent markers. So he has, uh, Shaza number one can use a lemon for this. Shaza number two, in the olden days, till recently, unless they're still doing it in some places, they used flour for glue. Yeah. So they still do it? Okay, well, we'll get the Play-Doh. Play-Doh will be part of this discussion. We wouldn't, leave, we wouldn't leave Play-Doh out. Coffee works for um, the lemon trick also. Coffee works to smear on... Coffee, you have to make the coffee first? You gotta make coffee. Is that, do I have to get a Starbucks or can I use, uh, I can use instant also? It doesn't have to cost that much. Okay, okay, so I just wanna know what, uh, yeah. The two different issues. There's Baltashkis, and a subset of that is Bizayan Eichlin. So one is wasting, you could say it's not wasting because it does the trick, so why not? That's fine. But then as a Shaila, you're using an Eichel and you're not eating it. Is that a Bizayan and what are the other options? That's the Shaila there. So it's Bizayan Eichel, it's a separate part of the Sugya. Say, for instance, uh, you had uh, some kind of detergent or whatever which would have lemon in it. Would that be a problem? Uh, if, you, if they made it already, it's not a problem because he's going to come out, as we'll see very soon, that even the lemon itself is not a problem. So certainly if it has other toxic things, but they threw in some lemon for good marketing or because it works, or both, then it will be fine. So the question is why? What's the getter? And this is important because he's going to talk about lemons and the ink. He's going to talk about glue from kemach. Kemach is, makes bread and made from wheat. And uh, I don't know why I'm not here to attack the murders of our fine play groups, but the question over here, he asks, is they apparently somebody was making in some play group or camp uh, the interesting little faces out of, or bodies, or little things, you don't want to make a full body, that's a different thing, a little sassaniti, of uh, potatoes. They would carve out potatoes and either make cute little pictures or they make just designs, and then they would color it with coloring, but not food coloring, and it would not be royal achila anymore, and they used a potato. Did you ever hear of this? Mr. Potato Head, that's plastic, I think, from what <laughs> I remember, <laughs> but the same real. idea. You mean the, in the Fiat Dicadaris, he was a real potato. Oh, Is that where it came from? I wonder. Stomach. You mean his grandfather was a real <laughs> potato. Okay. Okay. Hasbro has to think of these things uh, from somewhere. Okay. Before they had, before they would sell the racers, they would make them out of 
pregnant. How old are you? No, my mother. How old is your mother? I don't know. <laughs> uh, don't answer that question. Uh, <laughs> from her grandmother. Okay, so that would be a similar Shaila. I don't understand Bechlal. I know very little about playgroups. Um, I only know this because I get all these Shailas before Pesach. Why are they using spaghetti, raw spaghetti, for all sorts of arts and crafts? It's the same Shaila. It's raw spaghetti. If you eat that, it's hard. No, so they're they're what are they using it for? They make smiley faces? What are they doing it for? Is that why? They make necklaces. Because they eat it? Is that why? That would answer my question about Play-Doh also. Well, it's not, it's not poisonous. It's not tight. Okay, that's a good answer. I just one thing, like... The markers, the glue, Elmer's glue. Is that why they did this? Eat it by the spoonful of Elmer's glue. Okay, uh, if you can all, okay. Uh, okay, if you can ask your wives and do some research with the little kids. But I just know from Pesach, there are all sorts of chames mukshashailas, most of which are mutter because they're painted year-old spaghetti, which was never even cooked in the first place. And you'll say the paint is food grade, so maybe it's not nisomachiz kela. But that's the shailas. Are you allowed to, the chames is one shaila, and... Are you allowed to use these things? We just finished the Magan of Ram. It says you can't take food and use it for all sorts of things that aren't for food applications. So it's a very out of all, I select chuvas out of the many I look at. This is the one that's right on exactly what we're discussing, and he's going to discuss together. So let's see the first column in the bottom half of the page. Binyam ha-shashalta mutalichas kesamim sh'ali yadayim belimen sh'am yish b'zem sh'am b'zem 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 Remember our original Gemara? You can't open the Zaysim. The Zaysim we use as some type of cleansing agent, similar to this. And the Gemara says, Usr. What's the difference? Why is it you can't use Zaysim and you can use the laminar, can you? So that's Shaila number one. Hine, bottom paragraph. I'm not going to run Rage Sim and Kof Ayan Aleph. Kfar Hikshep. We have Kamavgamaras that say, besides all the Gamaras we had that they were using to feed animals, which we gave a number of Tewitzim to over the last few nights, they have other Gamaras where they were using the Eichel, and the Eichel was Nifsad afterwards. They were washing with wine or using it to clean clothing. And wine's expensive. So rule number one, like we had with the animals, if it's for gufa shaladam, food, animal kingdom, everything on earth is created for humans. That is the hierarchy here. And if it's a tzayrech, there's no bizayin, there's no hefzit, it's not baltashchis, there's no bizayin eichlin. Rak ma, shenisit bechinam, top line, if you're doing it, and there are many other options, and you're wasting it for no good reason, so why can't you split up in these asim and use them as a soap, as a tertian? So what's the problem? Because there are many fine options in soaps and detergents, you don't have to waste olives. So you have to look, the cloud so far is you have to look at what the other options are, and if they're just as convenient and just as cheap, then you should go with that and not waste the food. He thinks that that's not the pshat, and why not? What's his kasha? So, Tzadik, this is your kasha from before. 
and he's going to offer the terrors I mentioned. People in every Gemara, Yom Kippur is coming up, one of the five Inuyim, is smearing yourself with oil, and that oil was often olive oil, and the Gemara had no issue with that. So why can't you smear yourself with something else? So who says you have to smear yourself? Uh, that's the Be'alachah's kasha on the Magad of Ram. He says it's not totally in how much of a tzarech it is and is this the best thing? He gives a completely different came. So your question, the putting lemon in detergents, if the derech ha'ilam is they're using it and people don't say, oh, that's horrible, why are you wasting food? It's a commonly performed application. It's the Be'alachah holds, that's okay. That's a wider heter. And times of the Gemara, they didn't waste whole olives, put them in half, smear them. For this detergent, they use soap. Whereas the Magal Ram says, no, this wasn't the best thing to use, and there were cheaper alternatives that were just as good. So those are the two possibilities, or a hybrid of both together. I'll get to the question in a moment. Uh, what he says at the bottom over here, he points out that if you need Mayim Achreinim, and many Peskim say Mayim is a real chayva, and you don't have water, you can use Shemen, Dvash, Cholov, except for Yain if you can avoid it uh, because of its chashivas, and all those cases are where you have no water and you're stuck and you want to wash Mayim Achreinim. There's Melisodimus today, is a Shiloh. They have the Melisodimus, it's also Mitam Nikias. Shiloh's are you cleaner after that? Would Americans feel cleaner? Lamaisa, if you have to do a mitzvah, Mayim Achreinim, Achiv or to remove a danger, then you can use whatever's necessary. That would fit in clearly with the Magad Ram's Geder, and Be'alach would probably admit in that case, because the Mishra brings it down, that for Malcolm Les Berry, he would agree with the Magad Ram, even though it's not the Derech Elam to use it. Yes, I saw a hand up. Yes, yeah. so the, the Ram mentioned that in a case where the Derech in uh, Be'olam is to have uh, lemon in the detergent, it would be all right. 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 So, so the answer is, is that if you have food, clearly there are enough gemaras that food can be used, wine can be used to wash or to clean. Seltzer, even though it's water, we don't, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not expensive, but seltzer already is a lot more expensive than water. And the first thing you do, hopefully not on Shabbos, when your lapel gets dirty to chasnas, you use seltzer. So, it's the the gemara clearly says in many examples that food does have an application. It's not considered a bizayin because it's tzarich adam, and it's not considered baltashkis. The Magadam is just saying that before you do that, make sure that you don't have any other options that don't involve food. That's all he's saying. They're, they're, we already know from the Gemara that there are enough exceptions to serve the tzarich adam, or like the berlach. That's why I don't think just the berlach's klal would carry it because of the Yerkasha. It says just because maybe the Gaim are doing it like you said. They, didn't, they don't know the Din. So I think he agrees the Magan Avram that if Zemashayesh, you could do it, but he holds that's not the only gather here. Yes, so I have to look. Is this normal? You can't decide one day, I like splitting up bowels and smearing them, and I like this so better because it feels good. You can't do that because the Be'er Lacha says it has to also be normal. So I think it's complementing the first Mahalach, but that's uh, glad you brought up that point. That's number one. Based on this, obviously, you see where he's going with this. Uh, it should help us in our lemon situation. Go to page two in the second paragraph. So, what do you do? Why we let a you can use soap if you're trying to clean yourself and feel good. Nearly the It's only if soap is good to clean, as good as the oil is, or better. People smeared oil on themselves not because they felt dirty. They also made them feel better because they didn't get the shower as much as possible. But it was to make the skin feel better, and that shemen did well and did better than anything else, any other option. So the fact that Burris 
didn't do this. Ba'asi ilus vatslocha didn't do it as well, and that's why it's mutter. And the Magad of Ramad agree that's mutter because it's like having no other option. Lefize bottom paragraph betshuva l'sheila scham nira shemutu l'kol yamer lechitz yadayim b'lem and lahaver kasamim lefia Magad of Ram detalye imutzarek gufa shaladam gam kan avitzarek gufa shaladam. This ink, this pen, this permanent marker doesn't come off with regular soap, and the lemon does a better job. So therefore, according to the Malgad Ram, and probably according to the Berlach as well, it would be fine. That's step number one. He's now going to discuss uh, the glue and the potatoes. Uh, I might want to save it for tomorrow night because I want to get, and I want to have to bring this tomorrow night. We had a discussion... You were sharing some recipes with the uh, challah kugel. So I mentioned last night uh, the tzad, that it is mezainus. I want to explain why there is a tzad. It's the more common minig is to make mezainus. And it's fair. We know by uh, matzah bar, we speak it every Pesach. So you take matzah, which is a maitzi if you're Ashkenazi. Well, Pesach, we make, everybody makes a maitzi on it. And you take it and you crack it in a little bit, split it up, and then you dip it in eggs and you fry it. So the normal klal, as I mentioned last night, is you take something that's a metzi already, you want to make it to mezainis, you need to do two things. You need to get it to have each piece less than kezayis, and then you either need to cook it or deep fry it. Matzah bra, when I grew up, was deep fried often. People don't do that anymore in general for health reasons, and that's probably good. But deep fried means different things to different people. So you have to figure out, is there enough in there that tigun kibishol? Some say the machlaik is whether tigun is kibishol is only when it's shallow fry. When it's deep fried, everybody holds it bishol because it's in a liquid medium. So even a shallow fry, as opposed to just spraying some pam, that's not going to be bishol. So you need to do two things. Either you have to get less than a gazayas. Some people like matzah bari more whole. So then that's going to remain a see. Less than a gazayas and either fry it enough that you can have tigun kibishol or the other option is to soak it. You can scold it. You can take each piece of matzah and scold it for just a short amount of time in boiling water. Or you can have it soak in it and have the water turn white. In lieu of bishul, that works. Uh, that's going to come in handy in a moment. That's matzah broy. So over here, you're taking the leftover bread, challah, whatever the case may be. If you want to make it into stuffing at the challah kogel, basically the same thing, you should have to do both. You should have to first split it up and break it up, or soak it and then break it up. And then either have it soak long enough that it's getting the water white or cook it afterwards. If you have boiled chicken with stuffing, that's easy to do. If you're baking the chicken, it's not going to get cooked l'chayra. So what are the stuffing to make mezainas? So if you break it up, you're halfway there to little small pieces. Problem is, if it goes to baked chicken, you're baking it then. You never cooked it. So at, uh, after midnight last night, I asked the rabbis the last thing I did before we try to uh, retire. I said, can you, uh, start, can you make a little uh, challah kugel for me? <laughs> uh, she was very accommodating. I said, you don't have to bake it. I just want to know what the initial thing looks like. So we took out a roll. This is something uh, abatashis. This is Yagoterbi Adira. So if you want to feel it afterwards, it's uh, still pretty moist. It didn't take very long either. This is a roll. She said the first thing is to take off the crust, which uh, she did very quickly. And then she um, turned on the water. And then she started kneading it like a dough. Now, you don't split up the pieces, so it's still not less than a kazayas. It's not shot. We split it up and put it back together. You just knead it a little bit, and then it uh, goes. So, so they quote a story from Shalom Zalman that 
if you need it, mamish like a dough, it doesn't have as pas, so maybe it has a din of a dough, and then if you take a dough and you add sugar and spice and everything nice and all sorts of things like that, it becomes possible by kisnin. That's one svar. It's probably more mahudu to split it up, but the stuffing I had uh, was not split up in the first place. She did it in front of me. This would become the stuffing later. Uh, so that's a svar. I don't know if everybody agrees with that svar, because you're not cutting it down to less than a kazayas. Also not cooking it. It went into baked chicken. So she showed me, as she let it sit in the water for not too long, on the counter, the water turned white. So that we were makayim, in lieu of the cooking. But the problem is, it's still not that pasha that is mazayinus if you don't break it into smaller pieces. So that's a shayla. If you break it and put it together and then it gets baked, it's still a shayla, as I'm saying. It's still going to be somewhat of a suffix at the end of the day. It's better to wash. I'm trying to explain why many are making mazaynas. I'd be happy if many make mazaynas. Many people don't know it's a shayla. They make shakal on the chicken. They just have the stuffing with it. That you still don't know what to do. It's a mazaynas and a shakal. If you have enough mazaynas, you've got to make it al michya. The shayla, the reason I washed is because uh, this is a shayla. There are different ways to make this. If this is still soaking wet and it goes into the chicken, you can tie it's cooked because it's cooking in its own water. But uh, she told me that it's actually not going to be that wet, and it's still moist. It's still moist now. I, I ordered takeout at 12.30 last night, so she put it in these things. And uh, it's still a little moist, but it's not cooking in its own water inside the chicken. So it's hard to say, but you don't need that if the water turns white over here. Shai Liz, was it ever less than a gazai? It doesn't make a difference. You have this far that if it's in a dough form and it doesn't have surahs past, no one would imagine necessarily this came from a bread, then maybe that's enough, and you don't need to have less than a gazai because it's a din and surahs past. And that's as far why many would make mazainas, but it's not a dover pasha. So if you want to toss it around after shear and feel it, it actually... Um, if you would land from Mars and not know that it was challah, it's a good argument. It looks like um, a dough of something that you're trying to make it something else. Problem is, no landing from Mars, I mentioned that Badafka, not that we're being threatened with any invasion anytime soon. Uh, Rosh Hashanah speaking of Rosh Hashanah in terms of Hilchus Baruchas, he has an interesting svara, which I think fits with this. He says the minig is, he's trying to match the minig there also. Potato kugel, minig is that people make adama. Problem is the potato kugel, certainly the commercial stuff for the caterers, and a lot of stuff your wife makes is not chunky at all. It's pureed, and it's it's a pureed pudding, and then you bake it. That there are people who make potato kugel, there's still chunks in it. That's adama. If you see the chunks of potatoes, what if you don't? So the rule should have been like by the apple sauce that if you have pureed and it's very pureed, it's shahakal, and if it's not so pureed, and it's chunky. It's eight. You still recognize it. So Shalmazam is trying to explain why by potato kugel the minigiz we make adama even though it's pureed. And he answers that everybody knows that this is potato kugel in the form of potato. You go to any kiddush, that's potato kugel. So I n- never understood, if you land from Mars, would you, you put a potato, have the Martians sit down, calm, cool, and collected, put a potato over there and a whole bunch of things to throw them off on the table, and then a potato kugel over there, would he say, can you match up the foods? He would never imagine that that belongs to that. So Shalom Azama said, would say, I guess, that's a good thing we're not Martians, yeah. and if you're, yeah, we're not Martians. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so the problem is, though, with that svarim, so why are you making up your, if we're not Martians, then if I show you applesauce, would you have any doubt that the applesauce is some apples? If you're not a Martian, the answer is, of course not, everybody knows what applesauce is. So why are we making chocolate and applesauce? Potato cook is also in the name. And Shalom Azama doesn't, to my knowledge, I don't think he says it's by applesauce. He said, potato kugel, potato kugel. I mean, I said, potato kugel. It's one of the most heartwarming Jewish foods you can have, almost up there with barley and chont. 
And let's uh, So Shaila is, when do you say? So this is like, Panam Chadash, this is not from, you can't tell this in Chala. So it's like a dough. It's, look at it. it's an extra, it's a new dough. You're adding spices and sweeteners, whatever. You make a kugel. So it's Panam Chadash, it's Mazanus. That's the Sephara that he's explaining what most people go with, why they assume it's a Mazanus. Just interesting, whenever you see the Sephara, it's always the same Shaila. What would the Martians say? And do we care? And if we don't care, then why are we making chocolate or anything? I'll leave you off with that delicious thought. You can think about it overnight. I, I think-